What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the FM Machine, Mr. GMSI himself, Brian Cage. It's time to turn it on, tune in, and join the madness. This is the Concrete Rose Sunny Kiss. Hello, this is Ricochet. This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. This is This is Joey Janela. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody out there in the weird and wacky world of professional wrestling. I am Avenging Ben. I'm Hulk Mike. And I am the Law Ramundo. And we <laughs> and we are the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, where we cut through all the bullshit and get right to the nitty gritty of the weird and wild world of professional wrestling, both professional and independent. We are also recovering from a long ass, tiring wrestling weekend here in the nyc we went to house of glory on friday night nxt on saturday night and then we went to the falbo comp the avenging ben falbo compound for the SummerSlam pay-per-view party so it has been <laughs> yeah we know why you're happy over there chuckle nuts enjoy that fucking hardcore championship while you can and unfortunately if you saw our video unfortunately Uh, Whole Milk Mike did not capture the GAWP Heavyweight Championship. He came up just a little short of dethroning Matt the Daddy Koffler, unfortunately. Mike, how are you feeling about that? It it was a tie. It was a tie. But still. You choked. Admit it. (laughs) I didn't choke. I had the lead until the last two fucking main events. That's called choking, you simpleton. Yeah, so... Always have a plan B. Which Always. you most certainly did. <laughs> Don't start with me, Ray. Don't start with me. <laughs> So, yes, it has been a long, crazy weekend, so expect this to be... We here at GAWP try to be a very balanced show where we do a lot of do a little WWE and a lot of independent stuff. Some Progress, some ROH, some Lucha Underground, some maybe some AAA in there, maybe some uh, GFW, some CZW, some other stuff like that. But this week, it's just going to be WWE, WWE, and even more WWE, unfortunately, because WWE kind of dominated this past fucking weekend. So it will. I'm sorry if you're looking forward to some more independent stuff, but we'll get back to the normal flow of things next week. So if you love WWE, this episode is most definitely for you. So let's get into the first thing we're going to be talking about tonight. We were all in attendance, thankfully. For NXT Brooklyn 3 at the Barclay Center this past Saturday night. And I think we are all in agreement that it was a 100% top to bottom, back to front, fantastic show. Yep. Yep. What about you? So, Mike, uh, in your perspective, did this, was this as good as the past two NXT TakeOver Brooklyn's, in your opinion? Because I believe you've been to both of them, right? I've only been to... The first one. So last, how, last year, I, last year I missed out. 
I was there, so we'll both have grounds for comparison because I was at the I was at the uh, Brooklyn Two show, and you were at the first one. So compared to the first one, how do you think this one stacked up? Oh Jesus! Uh, compared to the first show, I would say there's similarities. Um, if if you would ask me, I would say like if I was to say which out of the three was the strong one, I would say the first one is still the best. Then take over three, and then take over two. Not saying that's not saying take over two was bad, but like when you compare all three shows, it's, one is better and two is a little more better. I gotcha. But uh, yeah. as far as in your opinion, like, uh, did this uh, was this better than SummerSlam the next night? Uh, yeah, I'll say that. But I, I would say SummerSlam was also good too. I'm not saying it was a bad show. There were some bad matches there, but when you uh, it's typically all the fanboys are gonna be like, the, the main roster sucks. NXT is the best, and honestly, both shows actually did really good this week, th- this weekend to be exact. I completely agree. Ray, what about you, buddy? What did you think of NXT? Where do you think it stacks up? And what did you think of it in comparison to SummerSlam? Well, this being my first actual NXT event, because I've been to a couple of WWE shows at the Barclay and at Madison, it actually beats all of them. Just the experience is just so different. Now, comparing them to the past two that I've seen the past few years, this show... To me, the order is kind of different from Mike's. It goes three being the best, one, then two. Two wasn't as good for me last year. Two kind of like, eh, it didn't stack up. The first year was good. This year, they definitely wanted to blow out. Expecting that this is the last year in Brooklyn, I guess, no, we're going to get one more year. So luck, hopefully, the three of us will be there. And then with that, I say this definitely blew out SummerSlam. To me, this is definitely the better show of the weekend. I don't know if it's just because we were there, though we did have a fun time on Sunday. Eh. NXT TakeOver always gives you what you need. Next year, hopefully we're all there, because I definitely want to do this again. How about you, Ben? What do you think? Uh, Me personally, I loved it. It's probably the best thing I've seen this year. I, uh, top to bottom, loved this show. There wasn't a bad match in it, and I did enjoy it more than SummerSlam. SummerSlam I thought was a flawed but entertaining show, but this one I enjoyed so much. I thought like there was not a dull moment on the show, and all the big moments hit. Alistair Black's entrance was amazing. Uh, the tag team title match was amazing. Uh, Red Dragon finally debuting as a team, and then the big shock of the night, Adam Cole, baby. All together. No, we have to do it together. All three of us. All three. Fine. One, One two, two, three. Three. Adam, Adam Cole, Cole, baby. Adam Cole finally showed up in NXT. It's about goddamn time, but let's take it from the back and let's take it from the start. Let's go from <gasps> match one. No, Ben. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus, Ben. No. We're not okay. taking it from the back. Now Ben, now Ben, you go sit in the corner. No, yeah, Mike, but, um, you take over. You do the um, lineup. <laughs> we've had first. Like I, first, we had the feel, NXT taping. No, Ben, shut up. <laughs> you lost your privilege, Mike. Well, ben, go. Out of you, shit. Ben, don't Ben, don't worry. I'll handle the bringing up the lineup. Uh, we're not going over the spoilers. We're not going over the NXT spoilers that, that they 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 did tape an episode before Takeover. We're not going to go into two spoilers, but the UK match was 
pretty good. Oh yeah. Would you, would you agree? Oh yeah. The only oh, thing my, it was the, tremendous. The only thing we can spoil is that when Pete Dunn came out, the place fucking lost it. Okay, I'll say this. He got the loudest reaction of the night. Oh. He got a face reaction. That was the funniest point. No, when also, when they, all, they lied to the fans at Battle Club. People kept asking, are you guys going to be at the Barclays next week? No, we don't have a match. I, they I'll, open up the fucking show. Right, honestly, I'll, I'll believe them on this probably because they didn't know what they were going to do. But at the moment, they probably thought they weren't going to be on at the show at all. So maybe I'll take the... But uh, we opened up TakeOver with Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. Johnny Wrestling is over as fuck in the Barclays Center. Oh my god. And by the way, could I tell you guys that I completely lucked out? I was right to buy the Johnny Wrestling t-shirt when I did because guess what t-shirt sold out this weekend? His. Oh, good for him. Good for Johnny. Um... This match was as far as the, this match. This was match as, one. This was match right, this one, was, and it was fantastic. Right. Uh, the, as far as the match goes, very great match. It was paced really good. Andrade Cien Almas looked like an absolute killer. He actually looked like Andrade Cien Almas from like a year ago. Uh, the double knees at the corner, kick out. They were hitting finisher after finisher, and then we get to the finish, which was really smart. So Johnny Gargano setting up for a kick, and then Zelina Vega throws a DIY t-shirt right at Johnny Gargano's face. He sees it, and kind of gets a little spooked. Then Andrade uh, uh, connects with him with the implant DDT, and Andrade Cien almost gets the win, with Johnny Gargano sitting in the ring, kind of sad and dejected. Great match. Absolutely fantastic. Ray, what did you think? Uh, I have to agree with Mike. Pound for pound, it was a good technical match. Johnny, it looks like Johnny's selling the, oh, I have to do this on my own, but it's still hard to get get out of the mind of my partner just betrayed me. Because you saw that's the story they're building, is that now he's getting back into Johnny wrestling because he's no longer a member of DIY. So right. I, I understand that this wasn't going to be an easy win. So I like that they gave, not only did they push Cien Almas in this match, with the lovely Tia Turner that I can't call her Vega because it's just weird. <laughs> so it's like, okay, Johnny gets the loss, but it's going to build. It's going to be a slow build. I see him maybe by even next takeover Brooklyn. Who knows? He could be in the main event. Maybe. We'll see. But um, I also liked, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, um, if Ciampa wasn't hurt, imagine Ciampa and Gargano in the spot. Oh Jesus! Just, just pick, just picture that in your mind right now. It wouldn't have been the opener. This definitely would have been. The I'm opener. Not, I'm, yeah, I know you're right, but I'm just saying. Like, imagine like if if Chapa if they had the opportunity. Then, oh, that would have right. been match of the night. Right. But, I feel uh, that would have been the Alistair Hidalgo spot. Which Maybe. we'll get to that in a bit. But next match was huh. Authors of Pain versus uh, Sanity, which originally was going to be Alexander Wolf and. Uh, Killian Dane, but, but in the very last minute, Eric Young decided to take Killian's spot and sub in for him, which all the better because this match, you know what, for a match that nobody was really expecting much from, this match was absolutely fabulous. I love this match. I love the fans start chanting, free bird roll, free bird roll. It was just perfect. They got the reaction they wanted. 
My question is, is Big Game will hurt? <laughs> Uh, why, did they not, why did they just sub him out in a second? Because you have Eric Young, and like you, just, you, you when you have Eric Young, you use him. <laughs> but why I'll, Alexander Wolf? He's always the bigger that, guy. I feel like WWE pictures Killian Dane as the breakout star of the group. So probably they don't want to have him pushed as, as a tag team competitor and more of like a single star. So um, He's gonna and maybe be, like and maybe they are gonna do the free bird rule and like with like any three can defend the titles, but um we'll get uh we'll cut straight to the finish. Nikki Cross gets into the ring after Alexander Wolf does a dive onto one of the authors of pain and fit goes face to face with uh, Paul Elring. <laughs> the crowd was chanting the crowd was chant the crowd was chanting the crowd was chanting, Let them fight, let them fight and I was like oh. so, so I felt Nikki so bad that I By said the way, I gotta say this. Warriors. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take this. Nikki Cross has the biggest elephant-sized nuts out of anybody in that <laughs> fucking ring. Girl's got nuts the size of elephants because, like, she fucking took a table spot with one of the authors of pain with Big Damo crashing down on top of her. This woman is a goddamn. This woman is a crazy bitch, and I love it. Oh Jesus. Nuts, and she's a crazy bitch. So what, is, is, so, so what Ben is talking about is Nikki Cross gets on the top rope. She tries to do a dive on top of one of the authors of pain. For, for the sake of it, I'm going to say it's, it was Occam. Then Killian Dane does a spear, and they squished it at the living shit out of Nikki Cross through that table. And she, and they she made did, Nikki a sandwich, basically. And she, didn't get fucking metal. she didn't get back up. She was laying there dead. So then the finish comes. Alexander Wolf picks up one of the other, uh, Razor. Uh, Eric Young comes off the top with a neckbreaker. And in a really anticlimactic way, Sanity defeats the Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain, first loss on TV. Yep. Yay! Fuck them. then we... <laughs> okay, now, can I, go, can I go from my view of what happens next? Because I was right there for what happens next. Go ahead. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. So I'm happy for them, and I'm standing on my seat, and I just see security run to a corner. I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened over there. Oh, shit, it's Red Dragon. You see Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish just bucket to the right. They jump the guardrail. You see Bobby Fish on one side, Kyle on the other. Go in, beat the hell out of both teams. Taking out the newly tag team champ Sanity. Taking out the authors of pain. Paul Ellering is selling like, what the hell? The only thing I didn't like was that the authors of pain took worse bumps than Sanity did. Authors of pain are supposed to be this dominant tag team. It's like, wait, it's two cruiserweights destroying two monsters. This doesn't work. <laughs> Other than that, awesome spot. The crowd went nuts for Red Dragon. Especially in New York, being ROH is the big thing here. So it's like, Hey, we have Red Dragon and NXT. Also, like you'll notice that both Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were both wearing their "We don't have merchandise yet, so we're wearing regular T-shirts." T-shirts. <laughs> a black and white shirt. It's a like, black yay. and white T-shirt. That's generic. All ge uh, generic, yeah. But there was a reason for that, as we'll get to later on in the show, as you already mentioned. They're a part this, of this. A, was, this this was not the last time we would be seeing those two when we once we get to the main event. Yeah, next. next next match up. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, they brought out Corey Graves for commentary for the tag team match. 
I don't know what the reason was. I just assume he they wanted to bring somebody out to do a special commentary for the match. Yeah, and then they just wanted pops all night. Yeah, and then and then because the next match we're gonna talk about is Hideo Tommy versus Alistair Black, and good old Jim Ross was actually announcing this match too. Good old. I actually teared up hearing that. Just that theme, I'm like. You know what? You know what was so funny too was like when Jim Ross came out and then Hideo Tommy came out. I was just, I was, I was actually hoping, I was actually praying. I wanted to like think, oh holy shit, I'm fucking up. Because please mind, don't tell me you wanted Tommy to hit Jr. No, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. Because I wanted to be picture myself at home watching the show, and then when Hideo Tommy comes out, Jr. could be like. Okada making his way to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> like he did at the G1 in uh, Los Angeles. Like, like fucking up all the Japanese wrestlers' names. But God, be nice. From what I, I, think looking, I think I listened back and he really didn't do that because holy shit, Triple H would have like, killed him if he did that. <laughs> but yeah, listen, but, um, I gotta tell you, like, but as cool as like Hideo Tommy coming out was, nothing can compare to Aleister Black coming out to a live rendition of his song by Code Orange, rising up next to the band and making his way down to the ring. Aleister Black is absolutely... Booking that dude is like printing money. This match... fuck. I predicted last week that this was going to be the match of a thousand kicks, and boy, howdy, was I right. And we got blood. We got blood. Oh, yeah, we got... Because apparently, apparently one of Hitami's strikes actually connected and Alistair Black bled again. This is, like the, this, is like the, this is like the third time that Black has bleeded from a strike. Either this guy has is just vulnerable or like some like these guys need to really like they're just laying into him. But um I think he's yeah. asking for it. He's probably saying, Don't go soft and just hit me as hard as you need to. Cause I'll hit, cause I'll get up and hit you right back. Basically, but one of the cool moments of the match was I think Hitami was doing like his strikes, and all of a sudden, when Black was like stumbling, Hitami did the he sat on the ground like Alistair Black does, and that actually got a wild reaction too, because everybody's like, "Oh shit!" You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, basically Hitami. Yeah, they, he stole his, his taunt. Yeah, he he was sitting Indian style in the ring, and Black had none of that shit. Black mask kick to the face, and Alistair Black gets the win. Dope. Good match. Yep. If, look, by the way, if anybody out there, despite everything that happened, had still doubted that Hideo Itami could go, doubt no longer. He fucking killed it in this match. Yeah, both guys did. Yeah. What's funny is that I had a fan behind me the whole night just kept chanting at him, Kenta, Kenta. I'm like, no. Kenta would have been better, Seth. Oh, speaking of fans, Ben, do you want to mention the little kid that was behind you during Alistair Okay, okay, listen. Me and uh, Matt the Daddy Koffler were sitting together Fuck for him. this one. <laughs> Me and him were sitting together for this one. And there was this couple who brought their little baby to the show. I'm not talking about their little child, like a four-year-old or five-year-old, someone who could comprehend and enjoy what they were seeing. I'm talking about they brought their infant month-year-old child to this fucking no. wrestling event. Oh, yes, they did. And this child was scared shitless. 
by everything that was going on. It was crying bloody murder every single second. But this child... What the hell brings a baby? I know. But what happened was, okay, this is how we should weed out who gets to breed and who doesn't. We ask you, we give you a test when you, when you want to have kids and you say, do you take your child to a wrestling show? No. You get to breed. Yes. You don't get to breed. But what happened was, <laughs> this fucking child takes one look at, like, lights go out, flame, fire, and skulls and candles for Halister Black's entrance, and the fucking song is, No Man Is Ever Truly Good! It's like, it's a screamo song. This poor child was screaming bloody murder. It was screaming in utter horror at the sight of Alistair Black. Poor baby! I know. Ben, you should have turned around and been like, Don't worry. It's alright, like creepy. Oh, <laughs> God. Even worse. That's how. God. Yeah, this is. Just hey, pull out your house again, go and mess That's one step. Like, Mike, Mike, okay. Mike, that is literally one step away from. Does this rag smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> okay, we are not talking about that. That is so fucked up. Wow. Uh, but next match. No was, chloroform, folks. We do not match of the night. Match, match of the night comes up next. Asuka defends against Ember Moon. Ooh, Holy I like this match. Shit. Oh my this God. was a really good match. I'll we'll get straight to the nitty gritty. Ember Moon hits the eclipse on Asuka, and Asuka has like the Scott Hall type bump. Remember when Scott Hall used to sell the stunner? That's kind of what Asuka did. One, two, kick out. The place goes nuts, and you just see Ember's face be like, I hate you. Because <laughs> that's what she mouths. She said, I hate you. Yep. God damn it, why did you kick out? Then we get a super kick from Ember Moon, and I was actually I was thinking that there's no way she's gonna win from a, a goddamn super kick. That move has been used so many times, like yeah, young bucks. But um, she hits it. One, one, two, kick out, and, and Ember is like showing a lot of frustration. Oscar locks in the Oscar lock, and shockingly, Ember Moon taps. Yeah, I did not expect that. Like, at all. But would you agree this was match of the night? Oh, far and away, match of the night. This the, this got the most reactions out of the crowd on such a visceral level. It was, oh my, we were jumping, there were times in this match where I thought the match was over and it could have ended like five or six times. And it kept going, and I was like, these two are kicking the unholy shit out of each other. And leading to the unfortunate twist that Asuka, unfortunately, got a broken collarbone in this match, unfortunately. Which is not a very hard injury to get. That can happen to just about anybody. It doesn't take a lot to break a collarbone. But she will be out for at least six to eight weeks. Which is good. Which I'm not... Th- so, which I don't think they're going to strip her of the NXT Championship... But of the NXT Women's Championship, but uh, she might make it back just in time for the next uh, TakeOver show, although I'm not sure. Because the next TakeOver is in November. So it's, it's, they're doing it uh, in Houston, which will be uh, Survivor Series weekend. So she has time to like rehab and get better. Plenty of time. But that's and, the thing. Knowing WWE, they probably will strip her. This is going to be the storyline the way to get Oscar not to have to put someone over. I don't, I don't think, I think the, they, with like the two year build that they've had on this, on this woman, 
I really don't think they just get a stripper because of an injury. I believe they're just going to be like, Oscar's going to take time off. Don't worry. And we'll figure out a number one contender by then. Maybe it's going to be Ember again. Maybe it's going to be somebody from the Mayon Classic. Maybe they'll put that as, as a step for the winner. Like the winner of the tournament goes to take over Houston and challenges Oscar. I feel like what they're doing is probably give them the championship. The winner of the tournament wins the championship. Well, again, now that Oscar can't I, compete, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that theory. We'll see what happens if Oscar is indeed stripped of the championship, which I, which I believe she won't. So let's not worry. Well, but, but, but we'll actually we'll see by tomorrow because they'll be taping NXT TV tomorrow, back in full sale. So point and we'll, is, and, and we'll see, and we'll give an update on and let you guys know what the plan is for Oscar going forward. Definitely follow all that yep. social media. Follow us at the GAWP Show on Twitter, and definitely follow us at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast on the Facebook, so you can get all those good updates. That's where we post news and all forms of uh, weird. I think shit. you're about to say that's where we post news. I'm like, no, we don't put news on. We don't put those on there. <laughs> if you want us to, just DM. No, if you want, no. If, no, if, no. If you want the nudes, just DM us. Like we're not. If you're that lonely, we'll we'll just DM us. We shall but, oblige you. But next up, <laughs> but next, main event, main event time. Main event. It, Drew McIntyre challenging yeah, Bobby Roode for the championship. This, Shut up. This was. I can't get used to calling him McIntyre. I'm sorry. Let's talk, about, let, let's talk about the entrances for a little bit. So Bobby Roode's entrance goes without saying. It's awesome. It's it's it's, it's glorious. It's awesome. But Drew McIntyre came out with a procession of bagpipes doing his theme song. And it was... Pete Corvus. Pete, Pete Corvus. I know that he probably... Knowing Pete Corvus, he probably got a big old boner for this one. God, funniest moment of that was seeing Chris Payne the next day tweet out, I only had one of those. I work for the NYPD. What's up with that? <laughs> you know what's funny too? I was, um, I think there's somebody like behind me saying like when the bagpipes started going, like, holy shit, it's Bobby Piper. I look, I look behind him, like, dude, Piper's dead. He's I, dead. If, if it was Piper, I would have been fucking happy. It would have been an awesome moment, but really, dude. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be happy at the prospect of a fucking scientific anomaly of a resurrection. Maybe it was well, a conspiracy. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a conspiracy, but never mind that part. So yeah, yep. Vince this, Vince kept Piper and Dusty in a place long, far and, away, and they're in a fucking cryo tube or some shit. And so yeah, this match was great. It was a good old-fashioned style grappling, ground and pound style match. Dug the hell out of it and. Yeah, this this match had a when it got to the ending of this match, this this got this was getting bigger and bigger reactions because nobody really knew where this was gonna go because nobody was sure what the plan for Bobby Roode was going forward from this point. We now know what it is, which make the make the which makes the ending of this match make all the more sense. But if you don't know, Drew McIntyre hits his hits his big boot, uh, puts Bobby Roode down for the three count. And claims the NXT championship. Uh, Drew Drew McIntyre started has has started from the top, gone to the bottom, started from the bottom, and now he is here once again as NXT champion. Now all we need is Heath Slater to win the WWE Universal Championship, and all members of 3MB will have been champions. Oh Ben, you could oh you could suck a dick on that idea. <laughs> but, but basically, the whole story that you just said 
if they did that with gender, maybe everybody's opinion on the WWE title would have been would be different. But it works here. I'll, I'll say this: there was one kind of botched spot in this match, and it was a back body drop onto the apron that Bobby Roode just landed right on the on the edge of his back, and then just fell right off the apron. Hey, that that looked like it just fucking killed. So. Yeah, that just that was just it was rough. It was like, oh god. So and everybody and, and everybody that was there said that Bobby Roode had a massive bruise on his thigh. So well, and so, yeah, it kind of looked like he was bleeding from his thigh. It's like, oh god. So amazing match, but the real discussion point is what happened when the match was over. Drew 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 McIntyre is celebrating, and NXT tried trolling us again. They keep doing this. They displayed. I looked up on the big screen, and there was the little production logo in the left-hand corner of the screen. So That's I, when we're all like, so, no! I, well, it's over. Oh, well, I guess maybe next time. We'll see what happens next time. And then, so we and all then, st- there, was, and there was some fools that actually started to head out to the exit. We started grabbing our bags. I was one of them. But then, just in the nick of time, Bobby Fish, and Kyle, o- again. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are on the ringside, and we're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then I notice a lot of people are starting to react to something. I'm like, it could be. And I'm looking off to the right. It couldn't possibly be. And then, who storms the ring? None other than, say it again. Adam Cole, baby! Adam Cole, baby, indeed. Adam Cole, looking like a million bucks, shows up, and they give Drew Drew McIntyre... A big motherfucking super kick, and then as soon as the and then the whole place was erupting in chants of "toot sweet, whoop whoop, toot sweet, whoop whoop," and, and oh my god! And then as soon as the cameras went off the air, he hit us with a big old Adam Cole baby, and everybody went home happy. So yeah, it's a so I believe uh, I saw a tweet which was fucking hilarious where somebody said, "So NXT is basically just pro wrestling gorilla with air conditioning." Yep. <laughs> so well, Adam, we didn't die at that venue. It was nice and cold. The bar produ- left us nice. Better good production, production value. Oh my god! So yeah, <laughs> um, NX. So in conclusion, uh, do you believe uh, Adam Cole's debut was handled handled well? Hell yeah! It's in New York City. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Um, actually, no. This was really this was really well done. Because I I believe all of us were under the assumption that he was going to be like sitting in the front row before the like did a show before the main event, but no, they did the really smart thing and made it seem like he was an outsider invading the show, and that he has two buddies. Now, do you do you guys find it a little weird that he's that they aligned him with Red Dragon? And besides, there was no Roderick Strong at all. There was no sign of him. I would have thought he would have been out there with them. Yeah. I think maybe... that's what they're going to do. They're going to do that on the show. They're the going to start building them as like, come on, Roddy, join us. Join yeah. us, Roddy. Because I could also see them like play it off, be like, how did they get in the building? And then it's revealed Roddy was the one that actually let them in the building. Yeah. Like, can I, I have to... one question out of this whole show. Which is? Where the hell was Cassius Ono? Oh, oh no. And, 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 and oh, no. They really don't care about him. He's one of those guys that just come, that shows up. So send him to the yeah. main roster and put him with Cesaro. We can have the Kings of Wrestling on Raw. 
God. I was like, where's Chris Hero? Are, are you kidding me? He's, he's too fat. He's too fat. Literally, the dude, the dude shows up. You know what's hilarious? He beats he beats Elias Sampson in a loser leaves NXT match. Well, the name of that match might as well have been winner leaves NXT match because Elias Sampson is riding high on the main roster right now. God, the loser is the one that had to stay on NXT. It's weird how Chris Harrow just got buried. It's weird how things run on NXT, but um, so great show, great show. Absolutely loved it and cannot wait to go back next year for hopefully NXT Brooklyn 4. 4. What do you guys rate it out of 1 out of 10? What, do you, what would you guys rate this pay-per-view? I never do this. I never do this because I, I, I truly do not believe in a perfect wrestling pay-per-view. I do not believe in something being perfect, but I am going to give this the classic Ty Dillinger 10, 10, 10. Damn, man. How about you, Mike? <laughs> I'll be that. I'll be that asshole and say nine point five. <laughs> I was gonna be honest. I'll give it an eight. I'm not gonna give it the perfect score. It's okay. like it was. It was an awesome show, but at the same time, the like the, it had its flaws. So I'll give it the eight. Yeah. Give it a round number. All well, right. Be, well, be specific. What are the flaws that you noticed? No, just saying. Like, like we mentioned, there was missing parts of the story. Having certain matches, like I said, it flowed a different way. But that's just me being picky, I guess. Alrighty, so that's it's wrestling. That Sorry. pretty much wraps it. When we're and we are a snarky lot here on the GWP, so let's so that can't closes up our discussion about NXT Brooklyn three, top to bottom, great show. Go check it out. It's on the network right now. But next up, oh geez, is that how much it costs? I wouldn't have known. Next up, let's talk. <laughs> Next up, let's... You sarcastic. Please don't remind me of that song's existence. A child dies every time you sing it. <laughs> and there's grown men wearing 999 t-shirts out there, so... You, you, you're the reason... Grown men. You're the reason aliens won't talk to us, alright? We have the Gop Network. It's just gonna be 199 that's it. Yep. You pay $2, you get to see us. Yep. And next yeah. up, it is going to be, we're going to talk about SummerSlam, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. This show was six hours long, counting the pre-show. To talk about this whole thing would take more time than we fucking have. So here's what we're going to do. We're all going to give what we thought was the best moment and what was the worst moment. And we'll definitely talk about the main event uh, because that's one of the most important things. But let's keep it to a bare minimum. So, Mike, I'm going to start with you. So, what do you think was the best moment, and what did you think was the worst moment of SummerSlam 2017? Oh, Jesus, you're asking me to dissect one bad moment? <laughs> if you, can have a tie, you can have a tie if you want. Mike, just don't pick when you lose hope. Don't pick that one. Don't pick that moment. Do you want me to get the rope? <laughs> <laughs> oh god um i'll just i'll just say the i have i have actually a few ones one that stands out more is the bullshit ending for randy and rusev that was utter bullshit i'm sorry <laughs> because now there's a rumor going around that rusev asked for his release because he wants out of the company so what does wwe do they just Fucking RKL one two three. It's over. That was bad. Um, the shark cage match. That was bad. 
Um, the Hardys coming back to it. Oh, uh, First SummerSlam in years, and they come out to an empty arena. That was bad. But, Mike, they're used to that. I was TNA. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> TNA wrestling. I'm the, no I'm the audience. I'm usually defends Global Force and Impact. Can I get that one joke? <laughs> GFW, we are fucked. Uh... So those were some of my bad moments from SummerSlam. I would say some, if I had to name a few good moments, I would say the SmackDown Live and the Raw tag team matches were really good. Oh yeah, especially yep. really Usos and New Day. Especially Usos and New Day. Why the fuck was that on the pre-show? That was like far and away the best, one of the best matches of the night, if not the best. Because WWE, no, not even WWE. I'll put Kevin Dunn. Let's blame it on Kevin Dunn. That's a, Kevin Dunn and his big gungly teeth fell out onto the keyboard and put the matches in the wrong order. Uh, other good moment, I would say. I would say. Honestly, you know what? No, the tag team matches were the best um, matches on the show. Both of them. Everybody's praising the SmackDown one, but the Raw one, nobody's really praising it. So I like that. I love the two. I like to see. I liked Finn Balor coming back. Well, the Demon, to be exact, he looked good. Um, I would say, honestly, I would say John Cena looked good. No matter <laughs> now, it, it, it's controversial for what happened, but you know what? They have a plan going forward with him, so they did really good. <laughs> they did really good putting John Cena in the opener. Best decision they've ever done in their fucking lives, I'd say that. So, but, um, as far as uh, like, so does that does it does that do it for you in terms of your favorite moments? Yeah, I'll say that in the main event. I was gonna. Was really oh my god, Mike, stop going over the whole card. Well, somebody has to because you two are lazy cut. You two are lazy cut. No, you but we agreed. The three of us agreed. We're gonna you go two, for certain you, moments. You two agreed. <laughs> oh my god but as god. far as I'm concerned my see this fav- is why you can't be the god champion you can't, you can't lead this my favorite Ben your turn my favorite god. okay you don't tell me what to do bucko Ben more. your turn now fine my favorite moments of the night far and away were the main event utterly amazing loved the main event thought that fatal four way was just what it needed to be four big motherfuckers beating the ever-living fuck out of each other. And my other favorite moments were the Usos versus New Day, uh, Rollins and Ambrose versus Shazaro. I thought the match was utterly great. And it was kind of, it was really cool seeing Natalia get the women's championship. Did not expect to see that coming for a match that I thought was going to be the dud of the show. That match was actually a lot better than it had any right to be. I thought it was actually way better than Alexa and Sasha, because I thought it was kind of a little bit more surprising. So, good for good for Natalia. They they owe her this for every second she was stuck with that fucking farting gimmick a few years ago. You remember that? Yeah, un- unfortunately, I remember that. When was the last time Natalia was champion? Like two thousand eleven? Yeah, and that was the Divas Championship. So it has been a good long while. 
In terms, of, in terms of the stuff I hate, this needed to happen a long time ago. It was weird. Like in terms, okay. of, in terms of the stuff I need, as stuff of the, in terms of the stuff I hated, uh, Rusev getting buried. You already discussed that. I felt it was it's just punishing a dude that doesn't need to be punished. Thought that was really cheap. As far as another burial, uh, Baron Corbin. I uh, don't insult the troops on Twitter because I guess what happens is you lose your money in the bank, you lose your credibility, and you lose in the first match to one. Attitude adjustment. Dude lost to one attitude adjustment on a pay-per-view. And John Cena came out, didn't take him seriously as a threat, laughed him off the whole time, thought he was a goof, pinned him one, two, three, went home laughing. And yeah, Baron Corbin, I'd say get get your future endeavors in order because you're probably on the way out pretty soon. And the other moment that sent me through the fucking roof, uh, gender my balls being the one to end... Shinsuke Nakamura's main roster undefeated streak. That was utter bullshit. He beat him the same way he beat Randy Orton at Backlash with the same combination of moves. And that, that was, oof, not fun. Not a fan of that. And he, and he even botched his finisher. He did. He did botch the Colossus. How do you fucking botch your own finisher? When you, yeah, it looked like he kind of did like a side effect when it was supposed to be the Cobra Clutch slam. It's like, oh, this is weird. When when you're Jinder Mahal, you find a way. When you're Jinder Mahal, you find a fucking way to fuck up your own shit. So for me, it's that, funny we we destroyed this poor guy, and I found out he was like the nicest guy this weekend. <laughs> he was and, he was having fun with all the fans. It's like fuck. And, and now we destroy him again because his in ring work is nothing to be spectacular. Well, listen, the way, a wrestler, <laughs> the way a wrestler acts when they're around the fans is their own business. Like, he can be the nicest guy in the world, but I still don't have to like his ring work, just as a wrestler doesn't have to be nice to you when you're in public or at their hotel or something. Because <laughs> you want to shoot on that now, Ben? That's their private shoot, space. Shoot, Gee, shoot. Have to be... Hold on, hold on. Before we shoot on that, Ray, what was your best and worst moments of the Sun or Sand pay-per-view? God, what'd you guys leave me? Okay. Um... I'll just go with the worst moment I have to say. What did we leave you? We left you with a shitload. God, okay, for worst moment? Uh, worst moment had to be, in my opinion, the, I'd say the 50-50 booking on the Cruiserweight title. I didn't, didn't like the idea of Neville just picking it up that night. Because to, to me, even I picked it up when I was talking to you guys, the white attire needed to be like for a face. Neville looked like a baby face attire-wise, and it was just weird. That booking of, okay, one champion one day, then the next day it's a new champion. It was weird. That was my worst moment. Best moment of the night had to be, I'd say the tag title matches. Those two stole the show. The main event was great as well, but we'll talk about that when we get to the main event. Def- so, Ben, shoot. Okay. <laughs> okay. People have been complaining this past weekend that Sasha Banks was mean to them and wouldn't give them an autograph or a picture when she was in her hotel. Here's the funny thing people need to realize, and I want everybody to lean in very close for this one, okay? When a wrestler... Also, also, also we're not calling out anybody because that's, that's not the point of this. Not calling out anybody specific, but everybody lean in for this one. Let old, <laughs> let old Uncle Ben lay down the truth here, all right? Here we go. Honey, when a wrestler is at an airport or a hotel, they don't owe you a goddamn fucking thing 
And they can be as rude as they want to be because they take flights and have to get in at early ass o'clock. They work long ass days where they have to wrestle, train, and do appearances in front of people and keep up a good mood the whole day. And so when they want to go back to their hotel and get a little peace and fucking quiet, and they have you shoving a goddamn phone or a piece of paper in their fucking face, I don't care how old or young you are, they have the right to be as mean as they want to you. So my thing, don't stalk wrestlers outside their hotel room unless you're staying at the fucking hotel, and don't stalk them to the airport at five o'clock in the goddamn morning and shove your phone in their face for a goddamn selfie you don't have the right to do that and it makes you look as a fan look bad and creepy rant over they don't owe you a thing done thank you Ben. because it really does make all fans horrible seem horrible because it's like these guys are doing everything for you they're having a good match they're doing whatever they can promos everything they do meet and greets this is what meet and greet is supposed to be it's a meet and greet. It's not supposed to be, oh, you'll meet me anywhere and then I'm supposed to greet you. No, you pay for it, then they'll do smile on their face and they'll do everything. But when it's a train station, a bus station, airports, hotels, leave them the hell alone. If you meet them by coincidence on the street, then you can maybe stop them and say, hey, I know you. Would you, pl- would you please be kind? Take a pic. But even then, if they say no, okay, thank you. Have a nice day. Don't it, start disparaging it, it, them on Twitter and shit like, oh, this guy, this girl's a bitch. Oh, this guy's an asshole. No, they're not assholes. Real assholes are you. Boom. I'm sorry. Yeah, Damn, also, stupid. Also, if the fans do that, and they say, for example, for Sasha Banks, because she was the main person that everybody was complaining about the whole weekend, if WWE, like the upper, like the guys in Connecticut, see that, they're gonna think this woman can't act right in public. And Sasha Banks hasn't done anything. She's just being herself. She, like Ben said, she does appearances nonstop. She she goes to Toys R Us or wherever they wherever they assigned her. Yep. She has to be. She she's there from say ten o'clock to one o'clock. Then she has to go back to the hotel room and be there until like a certain time and then she has to go back out if fans are just sitting out there out of the hotel screaming at her like sasha 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 can you uh, take a picture and she says no don't go turn around on social media and be like what a fucking cunt no it's worse than that did you see the video that they even sent it to mikazi her husband like oh your wife's a bitch the dude was gonna explode on this man i'm like see see, that's fucked see that's fucked too that's fucked up too. I'm just, I'm, see, it's like those certain, that, that, that group of people is what like, like outs, outsiders make fun of us for. That's the all, kind they, of thing. They, they, lump, they, they lump all the wrestling fans into stalkers who go to the airports, who go to the hotels. And if you do, if you're one of these people that do it and you listen to the show, we're not, we're not hating on you. We're just, we're just giving you our opinion. Now we're kind of hating because we don't like it. We don't approve. You're not lucky. I'm sorry. You're the definition of a fucking mark. Bingo. So I'm sorry because it's just I don't. I hate to see it because I respect the workers and I've seen what they do. Look at you. Want to know how good Sasha Banks is? She's a WWE superstar. She can go anywhere else to train. You know where she went to? A local indie house of glory. She went yep. to their school. She trained. Come on, they're fucking people. They need to get everything in. 
And then, oh, can you take a pick? Pay for it. Go in the meeting greets. Do them there. Sorry, that's it. I can't, Next topic. I can't think of a single thing that fans could have done this past weekend that was more disrespectful than that. And then Raw and SmackDown happened, and we will, <laughs> and we will get. I, I was like, no, we're gonna go to a happy topic. No, nope, Beach Ball Mania. We'll get to Beach Ball Mania yeah. after the break when we talk about Raw and SmackDown. But real quick, let's talk about oh, the real. Don't worry, we had we we had a we did have a Beach Ball incident at SummerSlam. It was the best. Moment of the night. Oh, God, let's talk about this. Beach ball gets brought out. Cesaro jumps the guardrail, runs into the crowd, grabs this fucking thing, and rips it apart like a fucking piece of fruit. Don't Thank you, Cesaro. Hold on. Hold on. Don't piss this guy off, because if he can run that goddamn fast, jump over a barricade and grab whatever the hell you're doing, and then just break it in front of you... I'd be shitting my pants. Yep. If, if, if I was sitting in that same section, I just saw a grown man that has bigger biceps than I do just jump over a barricade. And the fact was the camera, the camera guy focused on this. And you had Michael Cole on commentary going, oh, how, how come Cesaro does that? The fans are just having fun. When he realizes it's fucking disrespectful and he just acts like he was a moron to even making that comment. We'll talk about this whole beach ball bullshit thing after the break, but let's get to the real meat and potatoes of SummerSlam, the fatal four-way WWE Universal Championship match between Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. I want to see them try to throw a beach ball during this match just to see Brock Lesnar jump the goddamn barricade and attack every single one of them throwing a beach ball around. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what a Brock Lesnar would have eaten a beach ball be like, oh, you want to throw this? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> and then just eat the person who threw it. <laughs> Braun Strowman would have just you know, gone over the guardrail, would have just stare, st- stared the person down and been like... <sighs> <laughs> No, oh god, that was funny. Wait, Ben, you should have called this a fatal five way because the announcers' tables are a part of this. Too. Oh my god, god, <laughs> you're talking about motherfucking Table's Braun Strowman tossing a table over onto Brock Lesnar. Oh my god, that was beautiful. This match was, like I said before, four dudes kicking the ever living shit out of each other for like 20 minutes, and it was utter, it was it was glorious. I loved it. Yes, I was, I was still the Bobby Roode term. It was glorious. It was just awesome. Mike, what do you think? Uh, this was a really good match, and if you're that type of fan that gets annoyed with a wrestler doing the same move over and over again, oh my God, this match would piss you the fuck off. I Superman punch? I counted, I counted, Superman. hold on, I counted seven Superman punches, Six suplexes, five running power slams, and whatever the fuck Samoa Joe wanted to do. And a a partridge and a pear tree. (laughs) This match was a brawl. Six suplexes, five Kimura locks, four Superman punches, and a piss bridge and a pear tree. (laughs) Oh my Jesus. So we had, let's talk about the table spots. So Braun wants to get Brock Lesnar out of the match, which I don't blame him because Brock is the champion, and if you take him out, you have a better chance of winning. So he did a running power slam on the Spanish announce table, wasn't enough. Did one to the German announce table, wasn't enough. Then the SmackDown table got flipped onto Brock, and then 
<laughs> this all happened in the span of like three minutes. There was no pause. There was no nothing. This just kept going and going and going. Brock got this one. Out. This should have been the drinking game. Table spot. Take a shot. Three quick shots. <laughs> No, this should have been been a drinking game for how many Superman punches Roman was going to throw. Because Jesus Christ, he kept jerking that goddamn hand and just throwing the punches one after another. I was surprised surprised Roman took the fall in this match. He was the one who got pinned. That almost never happens. It's it's rare. He's getting humble. He's being humble, I guess. Whatever. It's rare. It's like catching a rare Pokemon in one of those games. Like, Jesus Christ. It's like, it only happens Pikachu! once. Like, like a solar eclipse. That only happens once a year, everybody. But, or every hundred oh, that years. Was that, 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 was, was, that was bullshit. <laughs> that, we didn't get anything here in New York. I only got a crescent moon. It got mildly darker outside, and that was it. But um, Brock Lesnar retains the... So our review of fuck SummerSlam, our review of Eclipse 2017, horribly disappointing. Horribly disappointing. It was a work. It was a work. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, not putting the celestial cosmos over like he usually does. He only likes big solar giants. Doesn't like these tiny little, these tiny little things. So Vince Vince McMahon. His big sweaty man. Vince McMahon and his big sweaty man, which this match was, <laughs> this whole match was Vince McMahon's big sweaty man. But for once, yep. it was a really, really good match. So main event, two thumbs up. I give this, I give this five stars. No, Jermaine, five stars. Five star match. That's as, a, as a match, I would give it uh, a four. But I wanted to ask you guys this. Do you think Samoa Joe came out of this better or worse than he was before? Better. He came out strong. He didn't. He wasn't buried this match. But just being a just being a participant in this match. Yep. Yeah, because he held his own. It wasn't at at any point that it was like, "Oh, Joe's down." Look at it. Joe's done. Look at in this sense. He he's not. He if he had gotten pinned, I would have said it was over for him. But no, he took. He didn't take the pin. Roman did. So I'd say Samoa Joe comes out looking. Pretty much a little bit better than where he was. This whole the past few months have been great for Samoa Joe. It's made him look completely legitimate as a main roster main eventer. Right. Yeah. And then and then and then when we see what he does on Raw, we'll we'll it's it just shows that there's something going on backstage that they want to do something with him. It's just that they don't know what they want to do with him. But yeah. as far as him being like a main eventer, he's there. He's there. He That's can... the thing. All four of these guys, they didn't lose uh, momentum in this match. No, After well, this match, all four are doing good. Well, f- later on when we're talking about Raw, you'll see all four of these guys are still going to play vocal ro- roles in No Mercy next month. So. And Braun looked really dominant in this match. He did. Definitely. He, he, did, he did with Roman, and my God, he showed that there's something else that Braun Strowman's hiding. That it just showcased here at SummerSlam, and it showed the next night. But we'll get into Raw after the break. Speaking of yeah. which, that pretty much closes up our discussion of SummerSlam 2017. So overall, out of ten, what would you guys give this show? Oh Jesus! Uh, ben, what would you um, give it? Out of ten, yeah, I'm like out so of ten crazy. for me personally, I would give it a seven point five out of ten. 
I would give it five and a half. Mm. Mm. I gave NXT an eight, so I'll give this a six. All right. Mm. I guess well, that's fair. That's fair. It's not that bad of a show, but it wasn't, like I said, NXT still beat it, so it's not up right. there. And SummerSlam did have a lot of good highlights. The tag matches, it's just that once they opened with the pre-show and half the building wasn't even there and the Miz was like, who's the man? There's fucking nobody there. It, it's sad. It's really sad. Just as fake and was sitting in the front row, it's like... No, no, don't pan to him. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you fucking pan to them. Well, God. Wait, oh, Mike, God. you want to mention what happened after that match? <laughs> we have to announce and still. G-A-W-P. Can we go to break now? Champion. Paper go? champion. Ben, can, That's can what I'm going to call. Ben, can we go to break now? We, no, Ben, announce it. You announce it every pay-per-view. Announce it now. You're still your general admission wrestling podcast. Heavy, heavyweight <laughs> champion, Matt the Daddy Coffler, who you owe an apology to after the I'll, break. I'll go, I'll go get a rope. We'll be right Wait, back. Wait, who owes an apology? Him or me? You owe him an apology, and you'll be giving it after the break, which we are going to right now. Hey guys, Avenging Ben here, popping in to tell you that if you want to listen to all the previous episodes of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast Season 1, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podtastic. All of the previous 40 plus episodes are available anytime for free for your downloading pleasure. Also, if you want to follow us on all that good old social media, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at the GAWP Show, and you can follow us on the Facebook machine at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Also, if you want to get more of our video content and exclusive videos that will not be going up on our Facebook or our iTunes in audio form, you can follow us at our YouTube page at The General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We have interviews, we have exclusive episodes, we have all sorts of great content for you, so do check out our YouTube, our social media, and do subscribe to all of that great audio content. Once again, you can find all of the audio content on iTunes, Stitch Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podtastic. Once again, guys, leave a little review, leave a five-star rating. Maybe you can push us up to the top of those subscriber counts. Maybe we can get some good publicity for us. Who knows? Once again, thank you guys for supporting the show, and it goes a long way. So now, let's get back into it with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And we are back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. So, yeah, both of you owe Matt the Daddy Koffler an apology for your behavior this past weekend. Let's start off with you, Mike. What did I do? Yeah. Well, in the video, you hit him and choked him out with a fucking kendo stick for one fucking thing. Because you had to be a sore little loser about everything. He beat you fair and square, and you owe him an apology. Fine. I'm sorry I took my anger out on you, Matt. You asshole. <laughs> and don't yeah, worry, he... you'll, still get your, you'll still get your rematch at No Mercy, like I discussed earlier today on Twitter. Yeah, because you fucking know if, if you did it, I would would have killed you. You, for those who don't know, Mike, you see. Buddy, I don't get that. Why is he getting a title shot? It was a tie. I deserve one last chance. If he had <sighs> lost, Ray, if he had lost fair and square, like with like I, let's say eight to seven, he would not get a rematch. But since it was a tie, it, he gets one <sighs> last chance. But he gets it's one match, 
one prediction, one last chance. This is the last time he gets to do this. And as for you, sir, you fucking colluding with that punk Isaac and taking the fucking hardcore title back for yourself, just cheating, you Ted DiBiase that shit. What do you have to say for yourself? You turned so you on your... you want an apology, Ben? Yeah, I want you to apologize to Matt, your supposed best friend who you stabbed in the back. Okay, I'll apologize. I apologize, Matt the Daddy. I apologize for not doing this any sooner. Any sooner. Because you, you have to gloat around. You're the GAWP champion. Guess what? Like I called it earlier. You're the paper champion, my friend. <laughs> I am a champion that actually fights for my title. Like we beat down on all three of you. Oh, no, and that light going okay. off? That'll come soon. Now. What do you know about the horse? Oh, I just know he has the laws back. Because he's a loyal member of Punk's Law as well. And for all of you JWP fans that are asking, what is that list that was posted yesterday? Because I had millions of DMs asking, what is it? Even you two asking, what is that list? Guess what? That came from the offices of Punk's Law. Because that is our hit list. If your name is on there... We're looking at you. But guess what? That hardcore title can be defended at any time. So, anyone on that list, beware. That's why Benjamin, oh Benji, your head is crossed. Mike, good luck with Matt, because for me, you're done too. Oh, and Matt, you can say our business isn't over to me. Your old news, your fake news, as you mentioned. Punk's law multiplies, my friends. We multiply. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Some of the guys you put on the list, good luck. You have fun with that one, guys. So let's uh, move on to... The Wrecking Crew, yeah, yeah you're going to kick the New York Wrecking Crew's ass. Oh, I, yeah. You're I, gonna, I really... Yeah, you're really, going to kick... I, I want to see this. You're going to kick Smooth Blackman and Chris Seaton's ass. Let's see how Chris that Chris Seaton could fucking eat you. I want to see He will you eat you. He would eat like you. Like I said, it's Punk's Law's list. It's not just me. It's my whole faction. Because guess what, guys? I actually have followers. The fans enjoy Punk's Law. First they of all, especially the love one of our members. Hold on. my One of my members wants to speak for a moment. Hold on. Let me get him for you. Hold on. One minute. Come on. Almost. Let's go. Oh, oh no. It's Pepe. Oh, it's your friend, Pepe. Hi, Ben. Hi, Mike. Hi, Pepe. Hey, Pepe. Hold on. Let me take a sip of my Corona. One minute, folks. GAWP is brought to you by the sumptuous taste of Corona. How's it going, my friends? What is my friend Raymond doing to you? Well, your friend Raymond's being a big old bag of dicks, Pepe. But you need to you need to stop associating with Mr. Raymundo. You're better than that, Pepe. But he pays me very well. He told me I can join this nice job. I'm now I'm 
I'm called a punk. I don't know. It tastes very good. I do a list for him. I put my friend Caveman, my friend Mantequilla. They're good friends of mine. I put them on the list because he says it's going to be nice. Oh, you fool. You fool. Oh, you bat, you son of a bitch. Tell you what, Pepe, you go back to, you go back to doing your, doing your business. Oh, do I have to go back with our cousin Hernando? Yes, you do. Go go back with Hernando. Go back with Hernando, Pepe. Goodbye, Pepe. Goodbye. Adios, amigos. I go back to Mr. Trump. Bye. Get the hell out of here. God. You don't sell our secrets, Pepe. All right. Okay, there you go. Pepe. Pepe. First of all, the horse isn't even your ally. You didn't even know. I saw it happen in the video. You didn't know it was coming on. If you think the horse is in your corner, <laughs> you have no fucking clue. That he's out to get all of us. That fucker's out for himself, and we're still gonna figure so out. So why who- was I not knocked out like you three? I don't know. Maybe he has a maybe he has a thing for chubby dudes with red hair. Maybe he has a thing for guys like that. In the words of Ben. We'll put a pin in that for now. <laughs> and let's get to, speaking of red, let's get to Monday Night Raw. God. And also, after the reviews of both Raw and SmackDown, I'll look on the Twitter because I actually posted a poll and asked you guys which show did you like the most, and we'll I'll give you the results afterwards. But Raw. Raw, Raw, Raw. Three hours. Open up with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman gloating. It's always a good thing to see Paul Heyman gloating over Brock Lesnar's victories, isn't it? Yep. Yep, it is. But, um, so Brock leaves. Well, he's about to leave. And Braun Strowman's music hits. And Braun Strowman, I believe he didn't even say a word, right? He didn't say one word. He just sort of came in and did his thing. He just beat the shit out of him and then hit him with the uh, running power slam. Now, they are putting this running uh, power slam over as hell. For a weak-ass yep. move, they're putting it over. Like, this is a move that... Hey, not, it's not a weak move. It used to be the move Davey Boy Smith used to end matches. It's with. a weak-ass move. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. Have you seen weak. the product? Next time I see you, Mike, I'm hitting you with a running power slam. Let's see how weak You can't even lift my fat ass up, so don't even start. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> oh. Running power slam, folks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, Brock Lesnar gets laid out, and then we'll find out then we found out later in the show that that Kurt Angle was like, I'm not dealing with this shit, so it's Braun and Brock and No Mercy for the, in the main event for the Universal title. Paul Heyman was probably pissing his pants because he knows, oh, fuck, we're screwed. So we get, um, then we get the announcement from Kurt Angle that he brought somebody to Monday Night Raw. Wabaroo, do, 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 do. So John Cena comes back, and he says, Kurt Angle asked him to come to Raw. He says yes. And he said that the one thing he wants to do on Raw is to call out a certain superstar. And without even saying his name or giving a hint, out walks Roman Reigns. And the fans... And the fans are so excited about this potential matchup. They chant, you both suck. And Undertaker chance. You know they want to see Taker just come out and destroy <laughs> both of them. Let's think about this for a second. Vince was pitching Cena and Roman for this specific segment, and he figured 
that it's going to be dueling chance. Instead of one side of the building goes, let's go Cena, the other side goes, let's go Roman, they'd get, you both suck. So, needless to say, this plan did not go as well as they thought it would. They're gonna oh, have to. They're gonna have to root for somebody. You both suck. You both suck. Undertaker. Oh, oh by so, the way, by the way, guys on in Twitter and Facebook, where the fuck was the Undertaker? Where was I he? I know some of you were annoying me and Ben at House of Glory about the Undertaker being in town. What happened? Me too. God, shut the you, hell up, baby. What happened? Where was Undertaker? Did he? Did he lose a hip? What happened? I don't know. He died. Well, he, he, no, he didn't dead. die. He, no. he's, he's been dead, Ben. I mean... Get it? Ben, don't say that. Okay, next he's stop. He's dead, man. Walk. Okay, so the segment goes from really horrible, horribly booked, to even worse. When the Miz and the Miz Taraj come out, and Miz shoots... <laughs> He, he does one of these shoot promos, and I, God damn it, Miz, he fucked up. He called Barclays Barlays, which Cena then made fun of him for. So Cena won, Miz zero. But Can Miz, Miz was, ever get one over? No. God damn it. Nope. Not an option. So the Miz cuts a promo, basically saying that. Th- so this is what a crowd in Brooklyn, in the Barclays Center, looks like. Because I wouldn't know, because I don't have the, those opportunities like you two do. It just goes on and on and on about how I deserve much better. I should be in main events. You two don't deserve it. And meanwhile, the crowd is cheering all this. Miz is the heel. Roman, <laughs> I believe Roman is a babyface, and I believe Cena is a babyface as well. Are they? Yep. Are they really? This, this is ass backwards. Yep. There's so no Cena, making sense. So Cena's had enough of the business shit and says, why don't we have, if you want to be in the main event so badly, let's have a tag team match. You and one of your members of Miz Taraj versus me and my new tag partner, Roman Reigns. Roman gave him this look, like, bitch said what? Because Roman was like, <laughs> what the fuck? You want to be my partner now? And then this goes into full insanity when Samoa Joe comes out. And basically, he says, "I don't. I'm tired of being in the back. Look at the shit." He beats the shit out of Cena, and then we get a massive brawl, which sets up our main event for the evening. We get the celebration of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins becoming tag champions. They they issue an open challenge, and the Hardy Boys come out. Uh, the dream match I didn't know I wanted until it happened, and it was awesome. Yep. Um, Matt Hardy still doing the broken gimmick, even though he's yeah. not Delightful. Sorry, had a little. <laughs> sorry about that. Had a little slip there for a moment. No, Ben, we wanted that at House of Glory. Where was Broken Ben? Broken Benjamin was another request from our GAWB fans. I'll, I'm trying <laughs> yep. not to be that guy anymore. Okay, just you. You don't want him. Here, that guy, that guy, there's no controlling that guy, right? Mm, it, it could be done. We'll, we'll see what happens in the future, but the big thing, 
<laughs> if I could take this for just one moment, the big thing coming out of this Raw, one of the bigger things was there was another bullshit match between Enzo and Big Cass. The time it was a Brooklyn street fight. And Mike, how about you take it from here and tell the fine people what happened? So, and this was after the Braun and Brock opening segment. They announced that it's going to be a Brooklyn street fight, Big Cass versus Enzo. Me, Ben, and Ray all side because it's like, really? <laughs> so Big Cass comes out. He, he looks like a badass. And then Enzo comes out, cuts a, another boring, nonsensical promo. He just keeps going and going and going. And going. Then he says, he's, he, he just says shit. I don't even pay attention half the time. But he goes in the back, gets the gimmicks. Then the match starts. And... Towards the finish of this match, Big Ca- Big Cass goes for a boot to Enzo on the apron, falls out, and it looks like he twisted his ankle. That's that's bad mark number one. Then when he goes for the Empire Elbow, his fucking leg gives out. And he just falls. No bueno. No bueno. Referee throws up the X and we're thinking, oh god damn it. Poor Enzo, Big Cass. He had Enzo such a future. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna be a star. What fucking future? None. He had none. He was gonna be the next Universal Champion. No. No. So the race like he died. If you don't know, he tore his ACL. His leg. His leg buckles. All he did. No, his leg. His leg just. You know what? His leg took a. Big Cass's leg took a look at all of his promos, all the shit he's been doing, this whole bullshit storyline, and his whole and his ACL and his leg were just like, fuck this. What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? And yeah, and then oh, his AC. You know, his, you know what happened was they listened to the Enzo promo and said, "I had enough of this break." <laughs> dude tore. Like, nope, this feud is going nowhere. Dude tore his ACL. Will be out for anywhere nine from, months. Anywhere yeah. from nine to twelve months. Will be out. Wait, wait twenty eighteen. Will be out a while. So yeah, sucks to be big cast right about now. He'll be back by the rumble. <laughs> Although, you know what's worse? Enzo has so much heat, and this, this, you know, they're just gonna blame this all on him. Yep, unsafe worker. Good luck, Neville. Uh, That's all I have to say. Yo, bada boom, Neville. Neville is doomed. How <laughs> do you do? Yeah, the only other thing, the only other thing, what could make this raw even worse? Beach balls. Oh, you want to talk about the beach balls Let's now? talk about the fucking beach balls, all right? This will be a good way to okay, segue. Okay, so let's clarify. When when did the beach balls appear? The fucking cruiserweight match, and then they never stopped. And I saw people going, like, to fucking uh, Party City, and they were showing it on <laughs> Facebook. People were literally prepping for this shit. And they were saying, oh, and they said, oh, they're going to be... Beach ball mania. They were saying, oh, there's going to be... They were saying, oh, there are going to be so many smark tears tonight. So many smark tears. And it's like, motherfucker, eat a dick. That's <laughs> what was announced today. But we're People having... officially announced 
that is now added to the list of items you cannot bring. Good. You can't bring a beach ball. Awesome. Or anything and, that you would take to the beach. And there and there were certain reports that um certain people that actually contacted me about and told me that that cer- uh, certain security guard members were saying that they were going to throw out throw out an entire section if they keep throwing the beach balls around. I, and I just sat there, I'm like, Jesus, they're really pissed. And I would be too. Pay my attention. Question, what would you guys have done? Oh, have I'm going to – I put this on my Facebook the other day. I put this out there and on my Twitter and I tweeted something out like, I'm going to pay for a wrestling show and bring a beach ball. Says everybody who was who was breastfed on root beer when they were three months old. Um, Moment of silence to those brain cells. <laughs> no, I'm just, trying, yeah. I'm just trying to fig- I'm just trying to figure out the similarity. Beach ball root beer. <laughs> Bad, you killed Mike. I think he was breastfed on root beer. <laughs> 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 so and we thought that and we thought and we thought that this bullshit was exclusive to raw lo and behold we were wrong because perfect time to segue as any the next night on smackdown this shit continued so we might as well let's get right into it with the big thing from smackdown mike hold on hold on hold on Hold on, do you want to talk about the whole Cena thing after the show went off the air? Because Cena and Roman, I believe they won. They won. Event, right? Yep. But after the show went off the air, Cena grabbed the mic, and he did a whole speech about how you fans pay your hard-earned money to come at the arenas and do whatever the heck you want, even though a freaking beach ball around. And there's... What do you say? Why does Cena have to praise this? He didn't. He didn't. He kind of was like, "You guys want to have fun and enjoy the show." He was kind of trying to be backhanded compliment. He's like, "Oh, you guys are a great crowd, but you're doing stupid shit." Because he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be sh- straight out and just say, "Can you please stop?" He's just like, "Yeah, enjoy the show," but really, a beach ball. It's like Zeta's still trying to have fun with the crowd. He even buried a poor security guard. He's like. Oh, I may not like one of these security guards anymore. I'm like, damn it, Zayna. <laughs> well, that security guard got fired. But um, so so you guys want to just jump right into SmackDown? Oh, Here's I... what I wrote: SmackDown opens up with AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Shane McMahon again. Kevin Owens is pissed. Says another McMahon has screwed a Canadian. Oh. Stop bringing up the Montreal screw job. It was twenty. Years ago. Leave it alone. But, but Mike, it's history. <sighs> Fuck off. So, Shane grants him another match, but this time, Kevin Owens said he wants to name his own referee, and if he loses in the main event, he can no longer have a championship match as long as AJ... <sighs> as long as AJ has the belt. Sounds like a gimmick I ripped off. God damn it, Mike. You, you stole Kevin Owens' idea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So then we get a backstage segment, which kind of shocked me that they were actually teasing this. Kevin Owens has the referee t-shirt, and he goes to Sami Zayn. Ole, 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 ole. Oops. Sorry. These these two have had a feud for, like, what, 20 years now? What do you mean, Mike? They just debuted. They just debuted together at NXT. That was all. 
Kevin Owens never faced Sami Zayn. That sounds like a generic feud. <laughs> Notice how I'm not acknowledging you anymore. <laughs> so Kevin Owens asked him, listen, listen we've, been, we've been through shit. Do you want to be the ref? And Sami Zayn's like, I'll think about it. So that was a little teaser. Daniel Bryan, backstage segment, running Chad Gable. And he says, listen, I know Jason Jordan going to Raw was sucks for you, but I've worked out a deal with Kurt to help me sign one of his best friends, and he brings in Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin's back on SmackDown. Ain't no stopping me, no. Ain't no stopping me, no. I was like wondering what Ben was doing. <laughs> you forgot the theme song, didn't you, Mike? No, I didn't forget the theme song. I was just wondering because all of a sudden I hear Ain't No Stop. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? God. But, um, <laughs> I can't think of another debut that would have been more shocking than that. Cut to. Well, SmackDown oh, said, watch this. <laughs> so Aiden English is in the ring. Another singer gimmick. I'm thinking, oh, God, who, who is he going to face? Whites go out. And Bobby Roode's music hits. And the fans went nuts. Glorious. I won't Bobby give Roode. in. Bobby Roode finally makes his main roster debut, and it looks like he's a face for now. For now. Yep. Uh, of course, Bobby Roode gets the win. It would be fucking retarded if he lost. But um, after the match, he got a promo saying that SmackDown Live just once again became glorious. So we'll see what they do with Bobby Roode going forward. Big time. Uh, Randy versus Bobby is a planned feud. Are you serious? Are you serious? That's what every dirt sheet has been saying. It's going to be Bobby and Randy. I'm like, Blandy Orton versus Bobby Roode? Blandy Snorton? Yep. It doesn't seem like a bad feud on paper. But but how WWE books... Also, the biggest, but but yeah, this was, I'm hoping the best for this one. So good luck to Bobby and congratulations for making it to the main roster. But guys, the biggest news on SmackDown, and I know you're going to give me such a big reaction. Guys, Dolph Ziggler is back. Yay! He said no one ever. This, wow. Um, so, so Dolph Ziggler's back. Moving on. Okay, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> Uh, we got another segment with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn just tells him to fuck off about this. No, wait, Mike, I, I forgot who was there. No, shut up. Jimmy so, Jacobs, Mike! So Jimmy Jacobs was on TV. Did he show up again? No. Fuck off. But it's Jimmy Jacobs. The marks went crazy. No, you went crazy. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably the one of the few that actually noticed him. You didn't recognize Jimmy Jacobs, did you? <laughs> Dude, when it comes to these shows now, I just look at the TV and I'm like, okay, who's on the screen? Just, okay. I don't really pay attention that much unless I'm really invested into it. So, Sami Zayn said, fuck off. Then we get Mojo Valley coming back. Yay. No. Yay. Hi, no. Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Hang on. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> this is where Ben in post-production edits a loud thud. No, uh, this is where Ben gets the rope, and he's just like, okay, time to die. Now let's get hyped. Let's get hyped. But don't worry, Ben, he lost. Yay. There is some good in the world. 
<laughs> and the Usos tease um, the next challengers. Maybe it's Gable and Benjamin. Maybe it's the New Day again. Maybe it's an NXT team. You don't know. One of the but few I'm miracles gl- of 2017, the Usos are interesting again. I never thought I'd see the day. Thank God. This whole this whole gangster day one-ish gimmick is... Save working. them! It's working. Yep. So, um, after that, we get to the main event where it's finally revealed Kevin Owens gets a referee, and it's... Oh... Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin. Every time we mention him, we're just going to go... Oh. oh, here we go. Fresh off his loss from John Cena. Kevin Owens runs oh. into him, and Corbin's like, don't worry, I'll do it. Oh. At, this point, ben, at this point, Ben was just like, oh, Jesus, here we go. Here we so Kevin, go. So Baron, Cor- so Baron Corbin teases to AJ that I'll call the match fairly. It's just as long as you're the champion, I get a shot. I'm thinking, well, yeah. Yeah, because you, you deserve it, right? <laughs> you just lost your briefcase and you just lost to Cena clean. Yeah, you deserve it. So, uh, Styles and Owens, main event, Corbin's referee. This has been the same goddamn match for the past three months. It's not good bad. spots, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's not bad. It's good. It's just the same type of match. And then we get to the finish. So, Corbin... By the way, he's wearing the tightest referee shirt I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs> it's he to probably him. just got a generic ref shirt. He's like, you know what? Give he, me he a did. shirt, Charles. He Robinson. did. And he did, and then he cut off the sleeves to show off his <laughs> stupid tattoos. God. So Shane McMahon comes out because what? Did, what did Shane? It's Shane that come out during the uh, was, was the low blow like immediate? No, because Corbin was cheating. He was letting right. Kevin Owens basically do whatever. Right. So, Shane comes out and talks to Corbin being like, what the fuck are you doing? Kevin Owens low blows AJ and was thinking, that's it. One, two, Shane pulls Corbin out and then immediately Corbin leaves to go in the back. Way to go, Corbin. You did your job. <laughs> no, he couldn't, even did, he couldn't even do that right. He didn't even wreck the whole match. Fucker loses money in the bank, loses against Cena, and can't even ref a match right. <laughs> kids, Shane don't insult WWE. Kids who are going to WWE at the Performance Center, don't insult the troops on Twitter. You will bad things will happen to you. <laughs> so Shane McMahon puts the referee shirt on. AJ hits his finish, and AJ wins. And the whole AJ Kevin Owens feud is now over. Kevin Owens can no longer get a U.S. toe shot. Which means, the, for at least right now, the Face of America gimmick is finally done. Oh, thank Jesus. Oh, my Lord. So we can God. finally put that to a rest. And finally, with SmackDown... A new challenger can come. A new challenger approaches. And finally, after SmackDown... By the, way, by, the way, by the way, SmackDown won the poll with 56% and Raw had 44%. Makes sense. Wow. And so, with SmackDown firmly in our rearview mirrors, we can finally put a close to SummerSlam weekend. My God. In Brooklyn. What a ride. So, what are the morals to take away from this weekend? NXT is still great. Right. Don't bother wrestlers at their hotels. Don't bring beach balls to show. 
So pretty much just in any case, the one lesson I think that you can take away from this whole SummerSlam weekend is the rule we learned at Progress a couple of weeks ago. Do it what you do whatever you want, drink whatever you want, yell whatever you want, but there's only one rule. Don't, Don't be, a, be a dick. Yep. Bingo. Progress has it right. And I'd Don't say and I'd say that our aug- Don't be a dick. And I'd say that our August is finally over, but I'd be lying because we have one more event to talk about before August is over. And okay, now it, fans, Ben, can I give this fair warning? Sure. For our GAWP fans of wrestling, this is where we're going to change the topic a bit. So, if you don't like this, you don't like anything that has to do with other things but wrestling, stop listening right now. <laughs> no, don't stop listening. We need the views. Anyway, so let's talk. <laughs> the whole podcast. This is just the last bit that we want to talk about something outside of wrestling. Fine. We so, have lives that, that, that's, actually, that, that, that's actually interesting. Ooh, yeah. so let's talk about the big money fight coming up this weekend. We're recording this on Wednesday the 23rd, and it is going to be this weekend. It is going to be... Saturday the 26th. It is going to be Floyd Money Mayweather versus Conor McGregor in a boxer versus UFC fighter money match, and... Well, we are not boxing aficionados here. We're barely UFC aficionados. We really only talk about UFC when it gets really interesting or when we have our buddy Jim Russell on the show to talk about UFC stuff. It's almost as if we should get him on here to talk about UFC again. And stay tuned. But the thing, but the thing is, well, the best that we can do is give our thoughts on who is going to win the fight. So, Ray, uh, let's start with you. What do you think of this fight going into it, and who do you think is going to come out on top? Okay. Now, for this fight, this has definitely been one that's been talked about for years. It's like, okay, it's finally gonna find, it's gonna happen. They've been training. They've been getting their mindset ready. The money's on the table. Literally, this is the biggest money fight you could ever see. It's money, Floyd Money Mayweather versus the notorious Conor McGregor. I've watched both guys. I'm a big UFC fan, big boxing fan. I have to go just because I want to see Floyd's ass get kicked. I have to go with McGregor. I see this just like McGregor said. Not even two rounds. McGregor takes him down. All right, Mike, what about you? What are your thoughts going in, and who do you think is going to win? As far as a big money fight, this is the most hyped uh, fight that it's ever been. Even more, I would say more than Mayweather and uh, Pacquiao. Uh, and more than some of McGregor's fights in UFC. Uh, it's very interesting, too, because this is going to be a boxing fight. This, like, McGregor's not going to be allowed to take him down or put any submissions on. But um, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to say McGregor beats him. I feel like maybe it's going to maybe it's gonna go like the fifth round, I believe. Hopefully. Hopefully, 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 it just doesn't happen in the first round. You get five seconds. Five <laughs> seconds. What? People are going to blow a hundred dollars on pay per view, just like, and they're off. And it's thing, thing, and it's done. And it's done. And in my opinion, I am pretty pumped for this. I've only been watching UFC for a short while, but Conor McGregor is a favorite of mine. He's a complete cunt. He is a complete cunt, but I love him. 
Just like I love how he's just like. <laughs> is, is that a good thing? Or oh, that's absolutely. If he was in WWE, this dude would be making a bunch right now because he is a wrestling personality in a UFC boxing ring in a UFC octagon, and the dude is absolutely amazing. I need to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does whatever the fuck he wants, and I was like, Connor, you do it right, man. But Mayweather, fucker's been doing it a very long time. But the thing you got to keep in mind here is like. Like, Conor McGregor's, like, in his late 20s, early 30s. Uh, Floyd Mayweather's in, like, his late 30s, early 40s. So you got to take that into account. So I'm definitely yeah, going. McGregor's, if I believe, he's 43. And Mc... I mean, Mayweather's 43. McGregor just turned 29. Yeah, so I'm picking youth and energy in this sense. So I'm definitely going to go with Conor McGregor on this one. So place your bets, kids. If... So find a bar that's showing it. Uh Find some people to go split skis on the pay-per-view with you or or uh, find it illegally on the internet because that's what everybody's going to do. And Drink responsibly, drink, re- drink responsibly, pop some cold ones, grab some snacks, grab some wings, some popcorns, and some chips, and see what happens this uh, Saturday night, I believe, when Floyd Mayweather takes on Conor McGregor in the biggest money fight in recent times. And with that, I think it is finally time to bring this SummerSlam weekend and the GAWP to a close. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of us shooting the shit and spitting pure nonsense about pro wrestling for almost two hours. We would be nothing without you guys. So guys, we didn't do it last week, but let's take it front. Let's do it right, and let's tell you where you can find us. If you want to listen to all the past episodes of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, Mike, where can they find them? On iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podcast. Awesome. And if you want to follow all of that good social media and follow us and find out about the latest discussion points, the latest wrestling news, and some just some bullshit and some fun wrestling memes, you can follow us at the GAWP Show on the Twitter machine. Once again, at the GAWP Show. And then you can also find us on Facebook at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, where you'll find all of that good content. Also, we have a YouTube where you can find little interviews, little updates, short videos, quick during live updates, and of course, and store storyline moments like we filmed this past weekend. And finally, if you if you if you love if you and on that note, if you love GAW if you love GAWP so much, you need you feel like I love this podcast, but if only I could wear it on my body. Good news, you can. Ray, where can they get some fine GAWP cotton t-shirts? They want to wear us on their but I need to cover my I need to cover my body with something. Might as well be this. So where can they find a GAWP t-shirts? God, if you want to buy one of the great GAWP t-shirts, I include the Mike King of whole Milk Style. God, I even forgot your damn shirt. Yeah, you, yeah, you fucked that up, buddy. God, get a whole Milk shirt. Get a Ben Frickin' shirt. Get my shirt, the Law Ray Raimundo. Get a Matt the Paper Champion shirt. Or you can get two. two. Matt, Matt fuck, has two. Fuck those two shirts, Paper Champion. <laughs> you can get, coming soon, this is being in the talks, a Punk's Law t-shirt. Coming soon. We'll see about that. Get all this now. Get your shirts. Get your phone cases. Now we have, I believe Mike bought one of those. They're looking good. Get anything uh, with our no, logos. Phone cases. Uh, get the duggies. Stop it. Get us more money. <laughs> Buy our merch, buddy. We don't get shit from this. You don't know that. Just show you. So, if you love the podcast, show your support. T Public, T Public, T Public dot com, T 
tpublic.com slash the GAWP show. Buy come, on, get, buy our stuff. Come, on, come on, buy a Ben shirt. Ben doesn't even buy his shirt. I'm come gonna on. buy oh, it. I'm going back to school. Run, I need ben. a... I'm, I'm this going, has been three months! I'm going back three to... Three months! I'll buy my own fucking t-shirt. Fine. Just... Three months! You know what? You know what? No offense. Buy Ben his own shirt. Please send Ben an Avenging Ben t-shirt, please. Ben, what size are you? God. I'm a large. Okay, oh. get Ben a large, please. And Paul has his shirt. Mike through. has his shirt. And before I murder... To my loyal soldier of the punk law army, your shirt is coming soon, buddy. We're working don't on that. Worry. We're gonna we have your address, buddy, and we're gonna get that to you ASAP. Don't worry, we have not forget about forgotten about you, good sir. We'll go get in your t-shirt soon. And before I strangle these two motherfuckers, let's wrap this up. So once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. I don't care if you're on your computer or your phone or your or your hell, if you found a way to listen to us on a motherfucking boombox. I don't care. We love the fact that you're listening to us and we love it every week. We love bringing you content. So guys. I am avenging Ben. Home of Mike. We are the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, cutting through all the bullshit and talking about the weird and wild world of professional wrestling, both professional and indie, on a regular basis. And we will see you guys soon. You guys have enjoy the rest of your August. And don't forget, Mike, say it how only you can. Join the madness, motherfuckers! Hell yeah. (laughs) Peace out and have a good one. Bye.